Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful. From Education to Work, Youth Training and Employment by Dr. Isa Hassan Al-Ansari, the Rector of PMU, Prince Muhammad bin Fahad University. How educational institutions and labor market institutions work to prepare and train a skilled workforce for future needs. Chapter 1, page 71. 1-4. When is the training effective? When it comes to talking about the effectiveness of the training process, the first thing that comes to mind is that this training and its outcomes meet the needs of the labor market and that the training should be geared primarily to meeting the needs of the jobs that are expected to be assigned to the outcomes of this training. What is this all about training and its effectiveness? Once the individuals have been able to carry out the tasks assigned to them, does his training become effective? The author believes that this is a fairly traditional saying. With the rapid changes that the world is witnessing in the age of globalization, training has multiple requirements for it to be effective. It is no longer a matter of communicating information or imparting skills, but also surpassing the concept as we will see in the next paragraphs. In this paragraph, we will emphasize the grounds on which training should be based to be effective and meaningful. We know that the effectiveness of training begins with the identification of training needs through design and implementation and ending with evaluation and assessment processes. But in the coming paragraphs, we will focus on the most important foundations through which training becomes effective. The effectiveness of any training program is based on the extent to which the trainees have absorbed the information and successfully applied it at the actual at the actual work sites, which is, of course, the overall objective of any training attempt aimed at improving performance. It is therefore possible to say that effective training ensures that the performance of the trainees is improved at the actual work sites. The elements of the training process are several, for example, improving the trends and attitudes of the trainees for the jobs they, uh, they're working on, or developing their skills or knowing the organizational structure of the supposed work sites, or their self-development. Uh, of course, the training effectiveness does not mean covering all these aspects. But I assume that the training programs emphasize certain aspects that they seek to achieve. Even if there are training programs focusing on all the elements that we have mentioned, the lack of their achieving in full does not mean that the training is ineffective. Achieving some or all of these elements and improving their effectiveness are in themselves an indication of the effectiveness of training. It is very difficult for a training program not to include any of the elements that we have mentioned. 
in which case this program will not deserve to be called training. But how do we measure the training effectiveness? The methods of measuring training effectiveness are manifold and depend on the target element of the training process that we have mentioned earlier. Various means and procedures are available for measuring the effectiveness of the training program and the use of these various tools and procedures would give a more comprehensive knowledge of the level of effectiveness of the training program. For example, information about the positions, sorry, for example, information about the positions, attitudes, behaviors, and knowledge of the trainees can be obtained through surveys, a personal interview, or even a practical observation or test, for example. Without a doubt, if an interview was used in conjunction with the indications to measure the effectiveness of the training program, the matter would have become even more important. Pre-test and post-test can be used to obtain information on measuring the impact of training. Of course, one of the best methods of measuring the impact of training is all these tools combined survey, interview, and practical observation, as each of these methods may be more effective for some of the elements we have mentioned. The practical observation proved effective to measure the level of impact of training on the trainees in terms of changing the level of performance in the in the work environment on the basis that the change here is behavioral. The observer can judge different behaviors according to the elements we have mentioned in terms of trends, self-development, knowledge, and skills. The observation is one of the most important ways in which we can affirm that the trainees have been able to convey their acquired knowledge to their actual work sites or actual work and succeed in its applications. In order to ensure the success of the training, we have to pursue the trainees and observe their performance. Without such follow-up, without such follow-up, it would be difficult to judge the effectiveness or success of the training program. The follower of training literature is well aware that there are many studies, researches, and uh, opinions on training effectiveness. The author was of the opinion that the most important factors that make training effective and have a noticeable impact on improving the performance of the trainees are as follows. First, before any training effort is undertaken, it should be ascertained that there is a desire for change from the trainees themselves. It may be a fact that everyone who works or wants to work needs a training in the sense we touched upon at the beginning of this chapter. There is therefore a need to provide ongoing training. However, the desire for change can be disclosed through the trainees themselves, the organization where they work, or the two together. The desire for change can take two forms. The first, mandatory by the organization as the trainees are responsible for acquiring some of the competencies required to bring about change in this organization or that these competencies are the new business requirements of the trainees. The second form is the staff or trainees themselves who are willing to change their energies with the new information and skills in an effort to improve their performance and perform their job duties in the best way. However, if both parties declared their desire for implementation, this would mean that there is an urgent desire for training.
Second, the content of the training has to be connected to the nature of the targeted work. The training content should be relevant to both the employee and the organization and the needs of the national economy. Trainees have personal training needs that should be defined and identified as the needs they need to be trained or on wants. But at the same time, there <coughs> but at the same time, there are training needs for the organization itself, who seeks to provide them for its employees. However, one of the most difficult stages of planning for training program is to identify needs by reconciling between what the trainees themselves have expressed wants and what the organization expressed as needs. The actual needs of the job. Things get complicated when there is a contradiction between what the trainees need and what the organization needs. Of course, the most important point is to meet the needs of the organization based mainly on the requirements of the target function and the work that will be assigned to the trainees after the completion of the training programs. Third, the trainees on participation in the training. The trainees on participation in the training. The participation of the trainees should not be limited to their attendance of the training programs and their participation in the major in measuring the impact of the training on their practical performance however there is a need uh, for the trainees to participate in all training steps the trainees participation begins with the identification of their training needs the mere fact of identifying these needs shows the planners that the trainees need the information, skills, and manner in which they want to learn. Fourth, collaboration. Collaboration in the training processes is based on the involvement of all parties in the completion of this process from planning through implementation to evaluation and assessment and can be achieved if all relevant parties have participated from the beginning to the end. Of course, training will be more effective if the trainees are involved in the decision makers in the design of future in the decision making in the design of uh, future training programs. If all parties agree on the effectiveness of the training process elements, this will increase the success rate of training achieving its uh, objectives. Fifth, practical experiences. This is a target element of each training program as it is widely recognized that theoretical information is only a basis for practical experience. Practical experiences are gained from actual work sites. Uh, trainees are able to gain practical experience either through virtual practice or real life practice in work uh, sites, which are usually part of the training process. It is noted that most training programs begin by providing trainees with information, theoretical knowledge, and some practical examples and allow trainees to train in the application of this knowledge in the so-called safe practice of the uh, skills acquired, even if there are errors in a practice that do not affect the operation of the production process, but appear in these virtual practices rather than actual work sites. Sixth, change in operational performance. This, of course, as mentioned earlier, represents the main objective of each training program and is the final outcome of the program. Seventh, 
continuity of training, especially if we know that the needs of the trainees and the organizations are in a constant state of change. The trainees themselves are in a constant state, uh, in a constant state of change. In order for training to be effective, it should be prepared for all changes and developments. Even design procedures should be subject to change according to the data in a place and uh, suitable for the surrounding environment. It is difficult to predict the existence of a suitable training program for all working environments. In any event, effective training should include learning processes, but it, but it can be said that the primary objective of training is learning processes, whether theoretical or practical. Training includes learning from the following aspects. Technical learning means acquiring abundant information and storing information in a certain part of the brain and the possibility of retrieving it when it is needed for use. Learning is the acquisition of facts, skills, and methods that can be used when needed. Learning is the ability to practice what has been acquired in actual practice. Learning is to understand the world by interpreting knowledge. There are qualitative differences between these aspects ranging from acquiring theoretical knowledge uh, from, trainee, from trainees to the application and the practice of this knowledge in actual reality. Alhamdulillah, praise be to Allah. That's the end of chapter 1.